The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Gentlemen, your next new episode of Retropop begins in five minutes. Please go visit the concession stand. That whole thing. <laughs> it doesn't actually start in five minutes. It starts now. It's just five minutes. It sounds better. Uh, sounds better off the tip of my tongue. Uh, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Retropop. You're home for pop culture talk every other week right here on the network. I am one of your hosts, Matt Johnson, alongside, as always, my faithful I'm not going to call him a sidekick. Greg calls me a sidekick on my, one of my other shows. I don't appreciate it. But my uh, my partner in crime, partner in crime, Mr. Johnny Townsend. Johnny, how you doing, my friend? Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out <laughs> to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and grab ourselves a snack. <laughs> That's what my theater would always play. <laughs> They do that, yeah. They do that. They with, do with that like, now. Yeah, it's not like dancing. It, uh, it's not dancing uh, like popcorn and and drinks, just sitting there, just <laughs> dancing for you. It's fantastic. It's not. It's not quite as catchy as like the uh, the hot dog that goes into the bun. He's doing tricks. Yeah, but that sounds uh, sexual. And, and it, it's it's incredibly awkward. Yeah. But that's the fifties for you when it came out. You yeah. know, fifties, sixties culture. I but, feel uh, like if I was well, born in the fifties, and I'd be so repressed that if I just if they just slowed down a hot dog being put into a hot dog bun I'd lose it (laughs) (laughs) oh so many ideas anyways anyways my friend uh welcome to another episode of retro pop as uh you know listeners we're very very excited for today's episode we are revisiting a uh a once dying, but I think now thriving, well, slowly starting to thrive, industry of the drive-in movie theater. Uh, oh, there's so there's there's quite a bit to talk about. We got a lot of fun planned for you for this episode. Uh, of course, drive-ins just I don't know one of those special special places. At least in my heart, uh, maybe some of you, maybe Johnny. I'm not entirely certain, but uh. uh yeah, so without further ado, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, park our cars, and talk about our personal history with the Drive-In Movie Theater. Show starts in eight minutes. Yum, yum. It's time for a tasty and refreshing snack. Oh, man. Drive-in movies. It has, like, this very unique, special vibe to it. Um, I've been fortunate where I grew up around not just one, but two drive-in movie theaters, all within 30 to 45 minutes of of where I live in Niagara Falls, New York. Uh, There's just something special about kind of sitting down underneath the stars, uh, or in your car in some cases if it's really cold out, but just sitting down in the star underneath the stars, whether it be the lawn, on a lawn chair or the back of a pickup truck or whatever, and just watching movies. Uh, I love movies. I enjoy them. Probably, I know a lot of people who are like 
like super super into movies. I enjoy them casually, I would say. Uh, but yeah, I was I was very fortunate. It was always like a special treat every time we got to go to the drive-in. Um, I think my parents would take us at least. We tried to go twice, maybe three times tops. As I've gotten older and able to drive, I've probably gone more um, every summer. But I, it's something that I, I I make sure that I I, I do because it, obviously it's a seasonal it's a seasonal type uh, you know movie theater and uh, oh there's just good feeling just just wide just wide openness and and just parking your cars and uh and just sitting down watching usually a double feature and just kind of calling it a night just the per it's the perfect date night i think uh in my personal opinion just a perfect way to get together with friends and just hang hang out and and eat and just do whatever uh just around some great people but uh yeah very very fortunate in my lifetime to have been around so many i've been you know visited them many many times over and, uh, yeah, love the art of the drive-in movie theater. And uh, I hope it doesn't go away. I really don't. Uh, Johnny, what about you, my friend? You got a, Do you have a few down your way? We have one that's still around and still runs. It operates to this day. Uh, it's okay. in, uh, I think it's near Shelby, North Carolina. It's about you know, like 40-ish minutes from where I live. And that's the one that my parents would take me to, uh, or where me and my friends would go when we wanted to go to a drive-in movie theater. Uh, I really, really had some great times there. It's it's kind of a small one. It's you literally wouldn't know it was there. It's like on the side of the uh, like it's just surrounded by trees everywhere. And if you just didn't know it was there, yeah. you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's got a special place in my heart because uh, it, it always also would show double features. Uh, I would go there with my parents, like I said, or, you know, groups of friends we would go because they would just charge you by the car load. It wasn't by person. Uh, so, like, uh, we would get there and they'd be like, hey, you can, uh, like, a, like, four of us was in a car, it'd be like, you know, like 15 bucks or something like that, or even cheaper than that. And you can't do that in a movie theater. No. Uh, absolutely. 15 bucks? That doesn't even get you two movie tickets. I know. Yeah. So we would do things like that, and, and like, and if you're all putting in, uh, money to it, it's like what five bucks or less than that per person. So, uh, yeah. And this was also during the time when I was younger too. I remember this specifically. My dad would take his truck, and uh, me and my sister, and if any of our cousins were with us, we'd be sitting in the back of the truck. I don't even think you're allowed to do this anymore. And we would, <laughs> and we would go down the highway and stuff on the back of this truck. But then we would park, and we could just sit on the back of the truck. Eating snacks and watching a movie. Uh, it's, you know, I, I too agree that they're coming back uh, more so than ever. I think that plenty of them still survived, at least according to my research. And that kind of blew me away a little bit. I sort of thought they were almost completely wiped out. Like, to the point... Extinct, yeah. yeah. To the point where I thought, like, the one near me was a relic to time. Uh, you know, like, it was it should have a shrine built, like, some sort of monument built to it. <laughs> type of deal uh, become a, a historical location that type of thing have a plaque there on the side of the highway you know describing it <laughs> historical site yeah. historical monument yeah uh, but but yeah um i have great memories of the drive-in theater i love movies too i mean i really truly like movies quite a lot and this uh this this is a really fun topic for me i also i don't think people realize especially now how at one point widespread the drive-in movie theater was. I mean, it was 
Oh, it used yeah. to be everywhere. I know there was a couple that used to be closer than that one in Shelby to where I live. Like there was a one point where I think we had two or three uh, near us, and of course those have since shut down. But uh, I mean, years ago they shut down. So the fact this one's still standing is pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, but I I love driving movie theater, so this is gonna be fun. This was actually I had a great time learning the history of this thing. I did too because there's a lot of trends that I I was aware that they happened, but I didn't know why they happened. Uh, so I learned quite a bit too. And, and you know, as with a lot of things, if I'm involved, if I enjoy something, I want to know the history of it. Uh, I I really do. And uh, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be cool to die to to really dive into in just a moment uh you know for me when it, the first thing i think you know the first thing i think of when i think drive-in movie theater is i don't know like i just think of like the 50s and 60s and those big bulky bulky cars in 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 john travolta in greece and <laughs> like that's that's my impression of a drive-in yeah. movie theater you know what uh, you know what but, mine is uh, i don't know why it's this <laughs> but uh one of the shows i'd watch all the time growing up was family matters with steve Urkel. And there's an episode oh. where he, Amira, and uh, <laughs> and Laura Winslow and her guy she's dating at the time are all all went to the <laughs> driving movie theater. And for whatever reason, that just sticks with me because Urkel was there in his little ridiculous car. Uh, and uh, man, that's uh, I don't know why, but that just makes me think of the <laughs> driving movie theater every time. <laughs> oh no, I like that. I like that, man. Uh, and I guess. You know, to this isn't so much history, but it's actually kind of cool. Uh, I know a lot of people who try to replicate the experience of the drive-in a little bit. Uh, I know a lot of people with project, uh, excuse me, projector screens. And uh, back when I was in high school, and I actually got invited to stuff, uh, one of my friends used to have these backyard nights where we'd all just kind of sit in. It wasn't so much a drive-in, but he threw a projector on the back of like a garage, and we just. We just watch a movie. We just watch a movie, uh, you know, underneath the stars, and and have a campfire, and and this and that, and and you could tell that like, while it's not as popular as it's ever been, uh, there is a legitimate appreciation for the art form of of the drive-in movie theater, the, you know, all of it, and uh, you know, no matter how convenient movies get, no matter how like how many devices you can watch it on at the same time. Uh, no matter how comfortable your house is and you can watch a movie, to, to me, there's no better, to me, there's no better experience than watching it, uh, you know, under the the intentions, of, the original intentions of the drive-in movie theater. Yeah, I mean, I th- obviously, I think there's more uh, when it comes to, like, you know, specs and sound and that kind of thing. So there's probably, quote-unquote, better ways to watch it, watch a movie. But uh, there's just something about that experience of uh, watching something on a big screen outside. I don't know... Yes. There's just something about that because uh, I know some places around here do that same thing. They'll project movies uh, to the point where I think one of our local libraries got to where they would. Uh, I don't think they're doing it right now, obviously, but uh, they would pro- they would project like in the in the park or something. Uh, you know, they'd have a movie night for like a family movie night, and they just show some old family movies out there on a big screen. It was kind of cool. That's amazing. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, but there you go, everybody. There's our personal history. Uh, I think it's time to dive deep, as deep as we can, into the actual history of the drive-in movie theater. Show starts in seven minutes.
All righty, all righty. So uh, the first actual, and this is kind of, I didn't realize it went this far back because vehicles were not super popular at this time. Uh, but the actual very early drive-in concepts began in the 1910s, all right? So we're talking Model T Fords, uh, that sort of thing, just people lining up. And, and honestly, cinema, not that great. You probably go there for, like, one of those little 8-, 10-minute silent film <laughs> sketches, and it doesn't sound all that enjoyable, but it was uh, – was, I mean, back then I'm sure that was, like, that was mind-blowing. That was, uh, you know, that was – that was groundbreaking uh, concept in entertainment, but the actual, the actual uh, patent, the actual you know idea of the drive-in and, and and you know what it is today, it's it came about in 19. The the first one was opened up in June 6, 1933. Uh, the actual story of it is a man named Richard Hollingshead who was a movie loved movies, and uh, he just. He was just looking for, for, he was just testing a various, you know, variety of things out. Uh, he wasn't overly fond of the movie theater experience. What the uh, the issue was, was his, his mother was a large lady. And these are not my words. These are his. No disrespect to his mother. Uh, he straight up said uh, it wasn't very comfortable for, for that. So he actually started to experiment uh, with a variety of different techniques in his own driveway. Uh, different projector, projectors, sound techniques. He, he actually mounted, um, the story is he mounted a 1928 Kodak projector on the hood of his car, pinning a screen to some trees and placing a radio behind the screen for sound. He also tested a bunch of ways to guard against rain and other weather and devised uh, ideal spacing arrangement for a number of cars. Uh, so he had this all planned out and he put in, I think he put it, uh, when did he put the patent through? I want to say, uh, I think he put it in 1932 and then got approved in 1933, and that's when that's when the movie theater, uh, that's when the movie the the drive-in movies theater officially opened up. Yeah. So now uh, he went through with it. Now, Matt, I am a yeah. I am a uh, extra large person, as I like to say, and <laughs> I understand this. Now I'm fortunate that uh like i'm not super duper large to the point where sitting in a chair uh at a movie theater could be uncomfortable however there have been places that i've been to where it was a quite a tight squeeze for me and yeah uh, it's i mean it's not comfortable and it's embarrassing right so uh this when i read this because i read i actually jumped into the history of this too uh my mind exploded because he loved his mom so much. He and he loved movies. He just wanted her to have that experience with him. That he did this, and it's pretty incredible. And I think uh, us movie lovers owe her a debt of gratitude, honestly, because without her, I don't know if he would have pushed himself to go through with this. Uh, and right, no, that's. I mean, that's that's an excellent point. Uh, yeah. Isn't that like the greatest gift of all? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I I would say in hindsight, yeah, you, you know, love your mother and uh, and this and that, but the whole concept that is used by million that has been used by millions and possibly billions of people was born because your son cared about you that much. Yeah, that's the twist. 
That's and you know, twist. and also back then, because uh, you know, there's plenty of places around here that are old that are still around though. Like they just did not make seats that big. They were all small. So I can right. only imagine how uncomfortable the movie theater used to be. Now we got, you know, now our theaters have like these humongous seats that recline back and everything. Uh, and I'm pretty sure most people could fit in them. <laughs> so, uh, and they're beyond comfortable <laughs> and you got your own space and everything. It's it's pretty wild now, but, you know, it also costs a normal leg. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, yeah, very, 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 very price. Yeah, I'll take my chances in a night of the drive-in uh, all day. All day. Uh, I also did want to note before I went any further, I, I did use a bunch of different articles um, for this research as well. NewYorkFilmAcademy.com, NYFA.edu, well, NYFA.edu, but New York Film Academy, uh, History.com, and there were several other sources, Google Google uh, sites as well. But, uh, yeah, he got approved. He, he started building them. Uh, and actually, when they first started building them, uh, it was, I mean, it was super cheap. I actually did a little bit of math on it, but, um, yeah, he, he opened it, uh, Park Inn Theaters Incorporated, and less than a month later with an additional um, investment of $30,000. So he's, he's, he's going right now. You know, everything's starting to pick up. Uh, and advertising is entertainment for the whole family, which is understandable because I think a lot of pa- parents, they don't go to the movies. They don't bring their, their – uh, they don't go to the movies because they, they have children. And what are children? Loud annoying and noisy but we love them to death anyways uh <laughs> yeah to be fair but to be fair i have plenty of uncles who i would describe the same way <laughs> see it works both ways yeah. uh and then like if you want you can go to the drive-in and bring those annoying uncle those annoying loud uncles <laughs> or children uh or whatever relatives uh you can bring them to the movie theater or to the drive-in movie theater and you could be noisy. You just lock them in the car and let them be loud and chop on their popcorn and, and make fart noises and burp. Uh, you know, you don't have to be in silence. Yeah. Uh, the original pricing. <laughs> the original pricing, I looked this up, uh, 25 cents per car and 25 cents per person. So it was actually still a rather inexpensive, uh, rather inexpensive go. And 25 cents in 1933 when the movie start, the driving movies first started opening. Uh, it equates to about four dollars, a cl- little bit closer to five. Um, my inflation calculator un- reloaded itself, so let me just get the actual number for you. Uh, four dollars and ninety-three cents. So um, that's how much it costs to go to the drive and uh, bring your vehicle to a drive-in movie theater. Yeah, uh, then. yeah. And now the reason that I mean, the reason that a lot of these prices are higher, I I, I still think most drive-ins are probably cheaper than a regular movie theater, but the reason that you know, I'm sure you'll get to this. Uh, you know, the, just the prices just to run a movie now are ridiculous. They're really expensive. So, oh, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. Oh, oh, without a doubt, we'll we'll get a little bit deeper in that towards the end. Um, but at the time, a lot a lot of you know new releases didn't go to drive-in movie theaters. Like they started climbing in popular 30s and 40s, but after World War II hit, there was like a good 20, 25 year stretch where where drive-ins just ruled supreme. But they didn't get new movie releases, and that was the thing. Uh, they got some westerns, like older westerns, and and like a lot of B, B, and even C type movies, cheap horror films. And I, I don't know, it was probably towards like the the middle of the seventies, a little bit closer to the eighties, where you know they found it more manageable to get those big time movies. Uh, 
but yeah, uh, the, the reason that it has, it has gone up is because these movie uh, companies, they actually collect, they take all the money. They actually take all of the money earned from the movies, and then a lot of these places run on concessions. So that, that's where that's where a lot of the driving uh, driving funds come from in this. But, uh, yeah, they popped up all over. And, and we'll get into the numbers uh, in, in the mad stats portion a little bit, but um, the late 50s were really the heyday. And it is like an, it's an insane amount of movie theaters. I won't say it just yet, but uh, but you know I, I always wondered why why it came like what what happened that turned people Americans are still driving. They're driving more than ever, uh, in fact. And why is the driving movie theater not all that you know not all that popular destination? Uh, back in the fifties and sixties. All I visualize with cars are like big luxury style cars. That was a very common theme. Yeah, like a Chevy Fifty Seven uh, or Fifty Seven Chevy or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's like, that's like the cl- that's like the classic quintessential drive-in car for me. Yeah, um, to see that you can you can pack in four to five people, honestly, comf- and comfortably, and go watch a movie theater. Uh, go go watch a movie at the drive-in movie theater. I want to Could you imagine if you went just to watch a movie theater, like just sitting outside the building, just <laughs> watching it? <laughs> <laughs> Eating popcorn. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Oh, they're putting up the sign for the new Avengers movie. Yeah. Oh, this is good stuff. I elbow I elbow Matt it's next to me and I'm like, this is a good part. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, look at the way look at the way he lays on those those the text on the on the screen outside. Oh, they're about to put brother. they're about to put the, uh, they're about to put the roof roof on it was topless before this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Look at I can see them yeah. inside. Look at the way they butter that popcorn. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm 100 uh, with you. Buttering popcorn for me is pretty much a, a sexual moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I imagine it like the movie Dodgeball, where uh, Ben Stiller's character shoves the pizza down his pants. Yeah. But that, but that's just me. Yeah, that's just me. If you, uh, I, I dare say, if you go to a movie theater and you get popcorn and you don't put butter on it. I don't know who you are, and we cannot be seen together. <laughs> yeah, you're practically you're practically a monster. Yeah, you're practically a monster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this uh, in the '70s there was this little thing called the uh, uh, the oil crisis. Oh man, the oil crisis. What does this mean for for uh, for for driving movies? All right, so people stopped. They actually got rid of their big luxury cars and they downgraded so they can save money on gas. And back then, I don't think the idea of sitting out on lawn chairs was really. I don't know if it was a thing or not. I know we do a lot. Or now, since I have a truck, I'll sit in the back of the truck. But for a lot of people, it was just going those big luxury cars. And then, with every when everything got expensive with the oil crisis. A lot of those Americans who were enjoying the drive-in movie theater just weren't going. They just weren't. They just weren't going. They just stopped, and it took a huge decline. Plus, there was a huge rise in in movie playing technology. Um, apparently, the the rise of the VCR, the VCR was uh, another thing, another dagger to the heart of the drive-in movie theater. But uh, but yeah, so it began to lose its family. Yeah, it just really began to lose its family-friendly, you know, atmosphere. You know, long gone. Yeah, every every almost every driving movie theater has like a a play place, like slides and swings and stuff for kids to entertain themselves before, during, and 
if they're still awake after drive-in movies, maybe. But um, then, like, to make up for popularity, they just put a bunch of slasher films. Like, slasher films became a big drive-in movie experience uh, for a little while. But, um, but yeah, it had lost its family atmosphere vibe after that. You can't take your kids to, to slasher films. Now it's a little bit more well. I think it's pretty well-rounded. They, they do a good job of keeping kids' movies together with kids' movies, adult-themed right, yeah. movies with adult-themed movies. They do a very good job of separating that. But, it, you know, it's just like the shopping mall, like we talked about with the shopping mall, how, you know, it, it's, yeah, these things are great, but the next best, best thing is always around the corner, so you have to find ways to um, you have to find ways to adapt, and, and the owners of drive-ins just panicked. They just absolutely panicked, and they did what they could. But uh, this is really where the downfall happened. And in fact, a lot of drive-in property owners uh, decided to sell their land to land developers. With the boom of the, uh, ironically enough, to the, with the boom of shopping malls. So a lot of drive-in movie theaters have been replaced by shopping malls. I think one of the one of the old, excuse me, one of the old drive the. The drive-in movie theater has been replaced by shopping malls. We did have one around here in uh, in Niagara Falls, so I had one. I wasn't around for it, but uh, we do have them all around here, and it replaced a former drive-in movie theater. And that would have been a nice five ten-minute drive versus a thirty to forty-five-minute drive for some of the other ones. But that was the nature of the beast. Uh, yeah, and you know they've they've they haven't increased. Like there's no people aren't building new drive-in movie theaters people are using large properties as it but they are they're not building new drive-in movie theaters there's actually quite there is a lot of abandoned ones still up and it, like as a photography guy as a person who, who appreciates urban exploration but doesn't want to do it because trespassing and i'm old and i can get in trouble um i could probably do it for an outdoor drive-in movie theater. i would love to go and photograph an old drive-in movie theater there's a lot of them in very rural areas uh not so much in like new york but uh uh down south midwest you know that sort of area there's a lot of that are just standing there and just overgrown with like weeds and 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 stuff like that Uh, people just left them up left them up abandoned them um and that's that's the heart that's the i think that's the heartbreak of it all uh so that's why I, i appreciate the fact that we have you know that I get to have one as close as to home as I do, and I'm sure you do as well. Uh, but there, there's like this, they're like this niche. There's like a cult following in the same light of like the Super Mario Bros. movie, how nobody liked it when it first came out, but now it has like this cult, like people like it now in a weird way. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the drive-in movie theater has that type of vibe like there are diehard driving people who i know will go every weekend will go every weekend no matter what's playing on on the screen uh despite all the closings despite how you know the times have definitely changed they still live by the uh the idea of the driving movie theater by the way do you know the story behind the making of that mario movie uh please enlighten me i don't want to get into it here because there's a lot of detail but i will say we should cover it it is fascinating. The uh, like when you would ask the guy, I, I'm blanking on his name, but he's a big time actor. The guy who actually played Mario. Uh, they asked him uh, what movie he hated, and he said it was this one. But it was because <laughs> of all he had to go through with the directors and everything. It's it's 
it's fascinating to to read about all the things that happened. In fact, it was so bad that Nintendo, for a long time after that, decided we're not going to let any of our stuff become movies until very recently. Where there's a, well, I don't know when it's going to come out now with all this COVID stuff, but uh, they only recently are we're going to allow Mario to be in a movie again, but it's going to be animated. So, uh, oh yeah, uh, but yeah, so. well, good. That's I've yeah, that's. Insane. Yeah. Now, apparently the directors. It's crazy to think. Yeah, apparently the directors were very full of themselves, and uh, it was, I think it was a husband and a wife team, if I'm thinking right, and uh, <laughs> they were uh, very demanding. Uh, is a one way to put it. But yeah, it's a there's a whole there's a whole backstory to it uh, that's very it's almost in lore now of how <laughs> wild making of that movie is or was. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a strange one. Uh, if you've never seen the Mario movie. Take what you know about Mario and throw out 85% of it. <laughs> and then you got the Mario. Which movie. really just names at that point. Yeah. Names and an op- occupation. Um, yeah, we would. We should definitely explore that at some point. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think now with everything going on in the world, I, I think, like, this year, uh, like I said, drive-ins have, have been steady. Steady. Uh, they're not dropping off as quickly as they did back in the, you know, 80s and 90s. They've been steady. But I think with COVID, they've actually become a very, very popular concept again. And that's why I'm really excited. Uh, the local drive-in movie theater here, as soon as they were allowed to open their doors with phases and all that stuff, uh, they began hosting concerts, rooftop concerts over the concession stand. Uh, they began doing graduations. And I think the idea, because for a lot of people, uh, sometimes you, for the most part, you go to the drive-in movie theater with people you're around pretty regularly, with family, like same household. Uh, the ability to go to the drive-in movie theater uh, with that immediate family and go watch a movie. Not that there's anything new coming out, but uh, it's it's the perfect movie viewing situation. Movie theaters are closed. I don't know when they plan on reopening them, but uh, drive-ins, it's a way to go. Uh, the one around our house, uh, closest to my house, they are open. They are playing older movies, of course. They have access to a lot of different films. They're playing, uh, uh, and they do different, like, themed nights, too. Like, they did a Gene Wilder night not too long ago, and, uh, you know, they just have different, they're playing all sorts of, all sorts of, uh, goodies, and, and it's just, you know, uh, it's a good experience. It's a good. It's a good time. It's a good. It's a good reason to get out of the house because a lot of people have been cooped up in the house over the last couple, uh, last several months. So uh, it's a good way to get out of the house. But I also seen uh, was it down way down south, Florida, uh, the Miami Dolphins Stadium, Hard Rock Stadium. They converted their indoor. Their, well, it's not an indoor stadium, but they converted their 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 stadium into a drive-in movie theater well, that's to cool. entertain people. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, you can actually drive in. Yeah, you drive right right into the stadium, right out of the grounds, and, and sit and watch a drive-in movie, and it's the coolest thing. Um, Walmart was talking about doing it, and I'm like, oh, of course Walmart has their hands in something like this. Uh, and then a lot of people were thinking, and I, I thought this too. Walmart's have closed down, helped close down a lot of drive-in movie theaters as well. Um, but that's that's the that's the nature of of business and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of places offering to do this, so people can kind of get out of the house and and not be so stir crazy. And I think that's I honestly think it's a cool thing, uh, and I'm very grateful for the drive-in movie movie theater for that matter. 
Yeah, and it and it really came a long way too because you know even just from the audio situation they got a lot better because you used to have to like t- tune into a certain radio station and, and listen to it, yes. which would not work now because some movies are two and a half hours long. And you're just going to destroy your battery in your car. <laughs> Uh, so they came up with the, they innovated from that to the speakers beside the car, you know, different types of things they can do. So, uh, they, they were for a time, they were trying to get ahead of the curve and being innovative, but I think movies in general, I mean, even the regular movie theater now, even before COVID-19 was having some issues because the home theater situation has just gotten so uh, good now. It's just so good and you don't have to deal with, uh, you know, I love people, but also I hate people at the same time. And I know I'm not alone in that. And one of the worst things you can do no, is, you're not. is deal with people. So, <laughs> so who wants to do that, you know? I, I mean, I'm, exactly. I'm still angry to this day. Uh, Trevor and I went to see when that last Indiana Jones movie came out, the one that's not near as good as the other three. But we went to go see it, and this woman got on her phone and, as the movie was starting and just literally talked out loud, despite everybody yelling at her, on her phone for like five minutes. And I was... Irate. Well, <laughs> understandably so. So it's just so much easier just to be at your house. And like, you know, for example, there's so many streaming services now that will have movies that are fairly new. You don't have to wait super long anymore. You know, um, like uh, I hadn't seen, uh, I'm going to be watching Joker soon. I hadn't seen it, and then, but it's on HBO <gasps> Max. So I'm going to watch it. Okay. You know, very soon because I got HBO Max for like a week free. So I'm going to try it out. Uh, you know, just different stuff like that. It's just so much easier now to just to watch stuff at home. And it's just, you know, that's kind of destroying going to the movies in general. However, I do think that uh, the drive-in movie theater, because of COVID in a weird way, could sort of, uh, I'm not saying it can be come back to the glory that it used to be, but I think it can make a little bit of a comeback. Yeah, it, it's it's a convenience thing, and honestly, I, you know, I hate COVID. I, I legit hate what you know everything that's come from it, stemmed from it. Uh, it might be one of the very limited positives uh, of this is that something I love so much is going to be coming um, and back. And I think for the most part, people appreciate businesses or, or stuff that are open when needed most, and we could see a surge in it. You know, I, I don't think I still don't think we're going to see a um, uh, you know, people building new drive-in movie theaters by any means, but I, I feel like we're gonna get consistent, steady traffic right. uh, to a lot to some of these. I mean, before COVID, the one by the one low, the it's called the Transit Drive-in in Lockport, packed every night, packed every single weekend. Their new release, it was it's it's hard to find, you know, it's hard to find a spot some evenings, but uh, but yeah, I, I think people will appreciate the fact that it's available more. You might. Uh, just like, just like with anything in life, you, you, it almost becomes a routine. It could very well become a routine for a lot of people, and uh, they they continue to go and give these drive-in movie theaters their business. And I hope, uh, yeah, I really hope it continues. But uh, yeah, that's the history. That's the history of the drive-in movie theater in a nutshell. Uh, you know, all of it, the economics, how it works, and where we are with it today. Now let's head on over to Matt's stats. Yum, yum. It's a meal in itself. Our all-meat super dog. Enjoy one now. All right, everybody. This is, a, this is a fun one. Pretty crazy. It's a fun one. So at the peak 
of drive-in movie theater culture. About, or a little bit more, 4,000 drive-in movie theaters across the United States of America. Currently, from an article from foxbusiness.com, 321 drive-in movie theaters in the United States. That's how much of a rarity these have become. Kind of sad, but just like the mall, um, you know, the 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 longer we live, the older we get, the more technology goes to uh, convenience us in a way. And 321 drive-in movie theaters out of once 4,000—that's a lot. That's that's a considerable amount. Uh, night. Let's see. As early as I actually have the stats here is. Uh, this is from Statista.com, not to be confused with Batista.com. Uh, 1995, there were 593, uh, 593 drive-in movie theaters, and they slowly started dropping off on an average of about 10, 10 to 15 a year, just kind of disappearing. Um, actually, this is the first. It's it's actually held on pretty steady for the most part. Um, for the last like decade, you can start to see they're hanging on a little bit, just a little bit. Like, you know, 2011 to 2012, 366. Uh, so it did pretty well. But actually, 2013 to 2014, they did add some, which uh, that's actually kind of crazy and cool. So maybe there were like portable, like not portable, but set up and prompt to set up ones. But it went 393. Uh, it held on. It went down to 349 from 2015 to 2017. Uh, so three years, 349, and the last two years it stayed steady at 321. Um, so it's, yeah, it's it's doing all it's can. It's it's doing all it's can, uh, all it can for the. Uh, they're hanging on, you doing know, pretty well. It wasn't like uh, Popeye there. It's doing all it's can. <laughs> <laughs> that was my Popeye language. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, all right, so there's roughly, as of October 2019, there's roughly, so with those 321 uh, movie th- uh, drive-in movie theaters, 549 screens roughly estimated. So some some are just straight up one, like one screen places. Uh, the one I, I'm at, the, uh, well, the one I usually go to transit has, they're at five. So the one, uh, the one, I, the one near me is just the one screen. Oh, yeah. really? Oh wow, yeah they pack five. It's a it's a pack. They thousands of people literally in there, um, you know pre COVID. I'm not sure what it looks like now for the concerts and stuff. It gets pretty busy and this and that. Ours, uh, the, New York has the high. The one oh, near sorry, the one on. near me is pretty huge too. It has fifties of people. Fifties <laughs> <Yeah>. of people. <laughs> I prefer that one better than what I have to deal with. <laughs> I prefer that one. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy opening night was insane. I'll never forget that. Uh, very stressful. So was uh, TMNT the week after. The the Was it the TMNT? No, it was the, the rebooted TMNT. Oh, the Michael Bay? Very, yeah, very, very stressful. Uh, I couldn't even get out. That's how many people, like, if I wanted to just leave because the movie, if the I thought the movie was so bad, I couldn't because that's, like, all the exits were, blo- like, technically blocked. It was very, it was very packed. Um, New York has the highest concentration of, 
drive-in movie theaters. 28 sites, 49 screens, uh, while Pennsylvania uh, is also tied with 28 sites, but it uh, has 45 screens. The five other states that have drive-in movie theaters in the double digits include Ohio with 24 sites and 44 screens, Indiana with 19 sites and 35 screens, uh, California, 15 sites, 45 screens, Texas has 12 sites, 28 screens, and Tennessee has uh, 11 sites and 19 screens. There is also several states, five actually, uh, they have no drive-in movie theaters at all. I'm not sure if they ever had them at any point, uh, but currently in 2020, they do not. All right, Alaska, Delaware, Hawaii, Louisiana, and North Dakota. Alaska, I can understand. Hawaii, I can kind of understand. North Dakota, I kind of get too. It's sort of kind of by itself. Yeah. Louisiana and Delaware is a li- maybe a little surprising. Louisiana especially. I know Delaware. Yeah, I feel like it would fit in well there. Yeah. Delaware is like not a huge state, I don't think. Uh, no. Louisiana, yeah, no, it's but that's that's Matt stats in a nutshell, everybody. That's that's the current state. Uh, that's how much the drive-in movie theater experience uh, for many has uh, has changed over the years. But uh, without further ado, let's head on over to Johnny's. Did you know? Show starts in six minutes. As everyone knows, rainbows usually have a treasure at the end. Let's follow this one and see if we can find the pot of gold. Brother, I suppose you've come to claim a treasure. Well, we'd like to see the gold first. Ethan, there's better than gold in here, me lad. No, no, just look here, no. Candy, refreshing soft drinks, popcorn, ice cream. Well, that's some treasure, but anyone can buy luscious treats like these at the snack bar. You don't tell me! Uh, do you suppose you could get me a job as a snack bar attendant? Now, for this, Johnny's Did You Know, I took a another different approach. Uh, and I'm glad I did, because a lot of stuff I even had written down you covered, and I, which I knew would happen. But one thing I wanted to throw in was there was apparently, and I th- don't know if it's still running today, because I found this on a site that was updated last in 2016, uh, but there was a drive-in in or near Dearborn, Michigan. It was considered the biggest drive-in, and it could hold three thousand cars. Uh, I could not imagine. Like you're talking about the traffic for yours, I couldn't imagine three thousand. I would lose my lose my mind. Uh, oh, I go bonkers. That's huge. Yeah. All right. So what I did instead is starting in 1933 when the drive-in movie theater first really kind of got going. I found the top uh, movies, grossing movies, like the top movies that made money. It's not saying these were the best movies of these years, but these were the ones that made the most money of every year, starting in 1933, which is a lot of movies, obviously, but we'll go through it pretty quick. And Matt, while I'm doing it, you tell me which of these movies you've seen. Okay. All right. 1933, of course, was King Kong. The original King Kong. Bits and pieces. Yeah, I've seen it. Bits and pieces. And I would love to actually... Watch that one again on a big screen. Like a really cool black and white. Oh, yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. All right, 1934. Oh, yeah. It happened one night. Never heard of it. No. Nope. Apparently, it's a uh, romantic comedy. 19... Oh, definitely no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard no. That's yeah. a hard pass. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot for me to like a romantic comedy. There have been a couple, but it's f- few and far between. 1935. <laughs> a movie called Top Hat. Never heard of it, but f- nope. Fred Astaire I've heard of, and that's who's in it. All right, 1937, uh, this is the first big 
um, Disney movie, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yep. 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 Different. I've seen it many night, many times. Nineteen thirty-eight, Alexander's Ragtime Band. No, no, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Nineteen thirty-nine, frankly, Matt, I don't give a damn. It's Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> I think I seen it in school. Same. Yes, uh, and I didn't care okay. to watch it again. Uh, it, it was long and boring to me. <laughs> uh, Nineteen forty, this movie, even to this day, to me, is a artistic masterpiece especially during the uh, water scenes the ocean scenes and that's pinocchio Dis- oh yeah disney's yep. pinocchio all right 1941 sergeant york nope it looks like a war film judging from the picture 1942 bambi yeah. oh yeah right. oh god here come the tears yes. bambi's mom yeah that movie still holds up by the way uh 19 19- very well 1943 very well. this is the army of course another uh, war movie. All right, nineteen forty-four, going my way. No, it does star Bing Cosby, who uh, Bing Crosby, who I have heard of. Uh, yeah, he's pretty popular. Yeah, nineteen forty-five, The Bells of St. Mary's. No. All right, nineteen forty-six. This is a Disney a movie that Disney likes to forget they did. That's Song of the South. Yeah, I know, obviously I've never seen it because it hasn't been re, like released like ever. Yeah, I do appreciate the the main song though. I did I did list that in my top Disney songs. Uh, Zippity Doo Dah by the uh, the actor there. He did a very good job. He actually won like an Emmy or Grammy or something like that. I don't know what how that works, but he, he won an award for that song, uh, despite the the movie's very controversial history. Yeah, the Disney's actually never released it on home video. Yeah, uh, 1947, Forever Amber. Never heard of that one. Mm, 40 no. <laughs> do you know amber <laughs> 48 <laughs> and 1948 the snake pit snake pit uh no not familiar 49 samson and delilah this one i have seen have you yes uh, i believe i watched it in church one time because it's based on oh. that samson all right not, okay 1950 no. this one i'm going to assume you've seen cinderella the disney one yeah yeah, I, a lot of Disney movies in my lifetime. A lot of Disney same, movies. Same, same. All right, 1951, uh, Quo Vadis. I don't even feel like I'm pronouncing that right. This seems like it'd be a foreign film. That's a common. That's a common. Th- <laughs> that's a common theme among us. Yeah. If you do, if if it's tricky, like not too. We don't. You know, not too many syllables. We're pro- if, if there are a lot of syllables and stuff, we're not going to get it. Yeah. Right, if, if you're coming no, to me I, to I, learn how to pronounce words, I. I don't know what to tell you. You're a lost cause. Shame on you. No. <laughs> yeah, you are a lost cause. All right. Shame on 1952, you. 1952, uh, no. yeah. The Greatest Show on Earth. Never seen it, but I think I've heard of it. All right. This one I would say you've seen. Another another Disney film, 1953. Uh, oh, watch out, Captain Hook. It's Peter Pan. 19, oh, yes. 1954. This one I would dare say you've seen. Uh, White Christmas. Yeah, it's my wife's uh, favorite Christmas movie. Oh, there you go. 1955, this one I've seen multiple times. It's Lady and the Tramp. Yep. Oh, 56, yeah. I've seen this one uh, once or twice, The Ten Commandments. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think I've watched it right. before. I think my mom made me watch right, it. This one I've also seen in 1957. It's The Bridge on the River Kwai. Heard of it, never seen it. It's pretty good, honestly. My, Is yeah. it? Uh, if you like history like I do, it's really good. 
1958 South Pacific. I've never heard of this one. It sounds cool, but no, I haven't seen right, it. This one I've seen, 1959 Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur. Did they remake it? I feel like they remade it. I bet they did. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but. Okay. Yeah, I can't recall. All right, in 1960, no, I'm Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. It's Spartacus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, because my dad used to love those kinds of movies growing up. Yeah. So he he, made, he had me watch a few, so I'm pretty sure I've seen that one. 61, it's 101 Dalmatians. Oh, yeah. Corella DeVille. Corella DeVille. <laughs> that's a great yeah that's a great movie in 62 <laughs> lawrence of arabia i think i've seen that once a long time ago yeah yeah definitely heard of it definitely heard of it i can't recall if i've seen All right, it. in 1963 we get our first james bond movie and that's from russia with love yeah, yep i've seen and it. then in 60 we should cover james bond at some point and then in 64 oh, dude, it'd be insane because in 64 it's another james bond movie it's goldfinger Yep. And uh, 65, uh, The Hills Are Alive, Matt, with The Sound of Music. No, I haven't seen that. You never, oh, is that man. a Disney one? Yes, it is. I is believe that a Disney it is. One? I think it is. It might be on the Disney Plus. I think it might be on the Disney Plus. If it is, if it is a Disney, I think I, I might have passed it uh, on the Disney Plus app. It's a really good musical. Uh, if you like musicals, okay. give it a chance. Uh, 19- it, it depends. It depends. Yeah, see, I'm the same way. I... I not so secretly love a good musical. So, uh, in 1966, <laughs> the Bible in the beginning. I've never even heard of this, and I grew up in a church. So, um, not 1967, Disney's The Jungle Book. This one I've definitely heard of. Oh yeah, it's my uncle's yeah. favorite. Disney it's movie. the bare necessities. The the simple bare necessities. All right, in 1968, <laughs> this is the kind of woman I try to find, and that's a funny girl. <laughs> nope. In, 19, <laughs> in 1969, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I think I saw this once. My grand- yeah, I used to watch Western, movies with my right? grandpa. Yeah. yeah, it's a Western. My grandpa loved Westerns, and I used to watch those with him. So. In 1970, yeah. a movie just called Love Story. Never heard of this one. Nope. In 71, another James Bond movie. It's Diamonds Are Forever. I don't think I've seen that one. All right, this was a pretty huge movie, and I have a big confession with it. 1972, The Godfather. Oh, yeah. And my oh, confession yeah. is I've never watched it all the way through. <gasps> I know. I'm the same way. Oh, I'm the same oh, way. It's like uh, I just talked to... <laughs> we can't tell our friend I just Chris. talked movie trilogies. No, no, we can't. I think it would I just talked him. movie trilogies with one, of, with one of my buddies for my list show, and... Uh, he said it's a rite of passage. He's Italian, just like me. Probably more Italian than I am. He said it's a rite of passage uh, to be a part of his family. You have to watch the Godfather movies. Even three? I was like, okay. Yeah, even three. He looks at he looks at it through a less jaded uh, jaded uh, ver- way. Yeah. yeah. All right, in 73, we get our first real horror film, The Exorcist. That movie still holds oh, yeah. up today and still freaks me out. <laughs> my mom still talks about how she was scared. Her dad, her my mom dad, does my too. Grandfather my mom does too. Dragged, like, yeah. not, dra- not dragged her, but brought her to the movies for it. And she said it's it screwed her and messed her up for a long time. My mom's the same way, man. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> All right, in 1974, The Towering Inferno. It's one of those movies I've heard of but never seen. It's got, no. a, it's got yeah, some big names in it. It's got uh, Paul Newman and Steve McQueen. Those are two names I know. 
Oh, yeah. That's a good cast. Right. In 75, we get into the, what is considered the first summer blockbuster movie ever, and that's Jaws. Yep. That's, I mean, what yep. a freaking... I'll never forget crapping my pants on the ride in Universal Studios. <laughs> I'll never forget, oh, it's just a normal boat ride. My dad didn't let me see the sign on the way into the ride. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's just a cool little normal boat ride. And then I'm I'm seated right next to where Jaws pops his head up, and I, sh- <laughs> I, I shat myself. I was screaming. They're probably filming it, but top of my lungs, bloody murder... Oh, I I was so mad at him for that. So mad. But, yeah. <laughs> I remember for the longest time I wouldn't watch it, right? Because I was afraid that, like, it was going to be too gory or too – and I just don't like gory movies. And then, like, somebody yeah. was like, you just need to watch it. I think you'll like it. But Because I, I strangely love monster movies. I know it sounds weird. But I was like, okay, you know what? I'll finally watch it. I do love Spielberg, so I should give it a chance. And I finally watched it, and now it's one of my favorite movies. And I'm really mad it took me so long to watch it. Because it still holds up. It's really, really good. Uh, 1976, another great film, Rocky, the very first Rocky movie. Hey, oh, Adrian. Right? I did it. Adrian. <laughs> That's how I always think he talks. <laughs> <laughs> My mom would kill me. She loves Sylvester Stallone. All right, 1977 is a little movie, mm. a little a little film. I don't know if you've heard of it, called Star Wars. Yeah, I think I heard it once or twice. We, oh my god, I love that movie. We may obsessed, have we may have obsessed. covered it on this show. All right, nineteen seventy eight. My mom loves this movie, and that's Grease. Yep. Yep. All right, nineteen seventy nine. Oh yeah, I had to watch. Yep. I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah, about Grease. No, I I had this one aunt. She's not really my aunt anymore because she divorced my uncle, but she was very she was very anti like violence and certain things like she didn't like you do want like having wrestling like wrestling toys uh she used to make me play tea party with the i hated this woman uh <laughs> she used to like she didn't like me like i'd bring wrestling toys over her house and she hated that i use them for violence and stuff like that hated star wars but what she did the only she let my cousins watch grease all the time and i'm like there's some very suggestive stuff in grease like oh, when yeah. i got older i realized it there's a lot of like suggestive stuff in grease that yes. You probably she was super religious, like Uber. She still is to this day, but um, I'm just like, so I can't watch wrestling. But you're okay, okay. I made sure every time she came over my house, I watch. I'd be watching pro wrestling. I legit made it a thing. I wouldn't acknowledge her. I'd just sit there and watch pro wrestling just to make yeah. her mad. Yeah. She once turned off Tom and Jerry. She once turned off Tom and Jerry on Christmas Day because it was too violent to put on the jersey. Oh, well. I was I couldn't wait for her to not be a part of the family anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, she uh, she loved the movie with a noted Scientologist. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> Moonraker, another James Bond film, is uh, your top movie in 1979. All right, in 1980, we're going back. Uh, the Empire happens to strike back in 1980 with Star Wars. The Empire Strikes Back. So good. 1981. This is a string of just freaking great movies, man. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. What you know? What a what a great Indiana Jones man. I love those movies. Uh, Eighty two. This is another great movie. E. T. The Extraterrestrial. Oh yeah. This is also why I want to cover Spielberg at some point because he had such a freaking row, murderer's row of amazing top movies. Uh, in eighty three, we get the last of the original trilogy of Star Wars, and that's when the Jedi returns. The Return of the Jedi. In 84, Indiana Jones comes back, and there happens to be a temple of doom. Ooh. 
in 85. Great Scott, we're going back to the future. In 86, there happens to be a little another Scientologist, Tom Cruise, in his little movie called Top Gun. I based my entire pro wrestling gimmick off of it the last year. Yes, you did. I've, I've seen... You sent me a picture of your uh, ring attire, and I was like, that's that's Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. Me and my buddy Vince, we were, that was our tag team. We were the Top Guns. <laughs> was one of you Goose? Isn't that one of their names, Goose? He was Goose. He didn't like it. I was, Maver- I was straight oh, up Maverick. You had a great, yeah. you had a better name. <laughs> Much better. All right, in 87, it's Fatal Attraction. In 88, uh, it's uh, definitely, uh, definitely Kmart, definitely Kmart. It's Rain Man. <laughs> uh, I remember I watched Rayman in high school of all places. Uh, in eighty, interesting, yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, in eighty nine, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That movie, I know the original trilogy of Indiana Jones. That one gets looked on the least, but I really thought that you know uh, Indiana Jones and his dad, who was Sean Connery, had a really good chemistry and was very funny. So I, I like. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a fun dynamic. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. 1990, uh, we get Ghost, Patrick Swayze. Hmm. Yep, that's uh, thanks to that movie. Nobody can make a pottery now because uh, <laughs> the, the ghost stance. All right, 1991, <laughs> this is also a very good movie, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Phenomenal. Right. Phenomenal movie. Well, speaking of phenomenal, we're going to keep that going in 92. It's Aladdin. Ooh. And then we're going to keep going on this phenomenal train because in 93... Uh, it's Jurassic Park. Yeah, speaking of that, we're going to be covering that for PodCon. If you're not a part of our Facebook page, we're going to be covering the year 1993 for uh, the Western New York PodCon Showcase on August 8th. Cheap plug. Uh, so yeah. make sure you find Retropop on Facebook for no, that. Just, uh, uh, 93 was a big year for pop culture, just so people know. So good. All right, 94, this is one of my all-time favorite movies, The Lion King. Actually, back-to-back, uh, Jurassic Park and Lion King, that's a, that's a you know, Two of my favorite movies. So, in '95, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. And '96, this is another movie that I, I still like to this day, and I don't care if anybody disagrees. That's Independence Day. Oh, so it's the the first one's great. I was very disappointed with the second. I never one. watched it because I knew I wouldn't like it. Don't. Yeah. Just don't. Just don't. All right. '97. I remember this movie because I went and saw it with my parents, and there was a topless scene, and it's very embarrassing. <laughs> and that's Titanic. Yeah, yeah. We actually speak to the devil. We went to the drive-in and seen it. I remember we were up real late. Uh, oh yeah, yep. Drive-in movie theater for that one. Yeah, Kate Winslet, beautiful woman. Nineteen ninety-eight mm-hmm. Armageddon, and also and also Kate Winslet. Uh, I know everybody said this, but you, you could have made room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right. Nineteen ninety-eight Armageddon. That's another movie. I think I'm not going to say it should win awards, and it didn't, but it's a fun movie to watch. Uh, 1999. This is when Star Wars comes back with the Phantom Menace, which is a movie that gets rightfully, you know, panned from time to time. But I think they did a lot of really cool things in it. Uh, cough, cough, Darth Maul, cough, cough. Yep. All one hundred percent. In the year 2000, uh, we get Mission Impossible Two. The Mission Impossible movies are low key underrated. They're all really good. Uh, in two thousand and one, and this is what blew me away when I was going through this list earlier. I, you know, I I love the Harry Potter movies, but did you know they started all the way back in two thousand and one? 
Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's. I think the books came out like the late '90s, but yeah, '01 yeah. was Sorcerer's Stone, and they they really stretched that series out. Oh, yes, really stretched yes. it out. And '02, you get the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, and of course, I love the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, and which uh, followed that up in 2003 with the Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Uh, in 2004, we get Shrek Two. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that, I love me some Shrek. I do too. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes is when uh, Puss in Boots gets caught in Shrek and thrown him in jail, <laughs> and I see his uh, his cat up and he goes, "That's not mine." <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. oh, so unrelatedly good. All right. In 2005, <laughs> we're going back to the world of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Okay. Right, now, I remember when these movies were huge in 2006, the Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a throwback. For yeah, me. in 07, you had another Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. I mean, I remember, I don't remember which one it is. Is it the second one? But one of them has a giant Kraken in it, and they, it was freaking fantastic. <laughs> Uh, in 2008, this is one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, The Dark Knight. In 2009, this is a movie that everybody loved, including some of my closest friends, and I honestly did not care for it. I was bored by it, and it was Avatar. Yeah, I didn't care for it. I thought Avatar was very overrated. Yeah, I thought so, too. Very overrated. I felt like the world, like just looking like how it looked, was beautiful. Obviously, and that they built that world from, like, they kind of made all that up. I thought that aspect, the creative aspect of it was off the charts. The actual story. And it was it, just like Matrix. Yes. But the actual story of it and everything, <laughs> I, I just could I just got, I got bored by. All right, 2000 and, it was, yeah. in 2010, this is, we're going one of my favorite franchises, Toy Story 3. All right, 2011, okay, yeah. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2. All right, in two thousand in two thousand and twelve, yeah. the Avengers. That was I remember thinking that would never happen. That movie, a movie like that, yeah. would never happen. Yeah, I don't think people realize because we've gotten very uh, spoiled, thankfully so, by comic book movies. But when I was growing up, loving comic books, I never ever thought that there'd be a, a, a besides there even being a movie of it that it would be good. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Twenty thirteen. We can't let this go because it's frozen. Uh, 2014, <laughs> Transformers Age of Extinction, uh, Extinction. Do not get me started on Transformers movies. Uh, 2015, you know what, Transformers? Honestly, less is more. <laughs> yeah, it's something they just they just abused it. They abused it. Well, I'm even talking about character designs. You make them so complicated, I can't tell which Autobots who. And I, you know, when I was growing up, I was a giant Optimus Prime fan, and I didn't freaking care with those movies. Uh, 2015, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. 2016, yeah. Captain America, Civil War. That's such a good movie. Uh, it is. That's one of the... I mean, I can rewatch any of the Marvel films, but that one's one I can watch again and again and again. Uh, 2017, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. And 2018, of course, it's Avengers Infinity War. What a great movie. And we're going to follow that up in 2019 with Avengers Endgame. Uh, that's the last one this list has. I'm trying to think before Oof. COVID hit. What you the, did it, Johnny. It was like almost 100. It was that was a long. It was like was, 80 something movies. Yeah. <laughs> but we did it. We did well. Uh, I think if it wasn't for COVID, I think the top movie wasn't it Sonic. I think it was Sonic the Hedgehog. 
So far this year, I think Sonic Sonic did pretty well for itself. Uh, I can't think of yeah. any. I can't think of any, any other big. Did hits. you see Sonic? Black Widow might be doing well at this point. Uh, I haven't yet, and I'm ashamed. Should, it's I really good, it, honestly. So. I was very happy that it was a comic book movie that was very enjoyable. I mean, it was a video game movie okay. that was enjoyable. We usually don't get that. It's way better than the first Mario movie. Uh, well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I liked it quite <laughs> a lot, and I'm a giant Sonic fan. That that was my game when I was when I was a kid. So, uh, yeah. So there's your top movies. Um, I don't think did they say they're going to release uh, Black Widow because that's what I was looking forward to this year. It's coming out in November. They just pushed the timelines okay. back. So like Eternals was originally supposed to come out in November. That's getting pushed to like January or February of next year. So yeah, all right. But well, there you go. All right. So there it is. Let's get into uh, let's close up with the uh, with our thoughts on the impact of driving movie theaters on pop culture. Show starts in five minutes. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. And while you relax and stretch, visit our concession where you'll find something to please you. There are ice cold drinks, delicious sandwiches, ice cream, coffee and snacks, and many other pleasing treats. Our foods are fresh and tasty. Our drinks satisfying and refreshing. All right. So, in short, obviously, they're still around. Driving movie theaters are still around. Uh, they get referenced a lot in the classical sense. You know, you see it like Grease, which obviously that movie didn't come out in the, in the 50s or 60s. Actually, I'm not sure exactly when it came out, to be exact. But um, you just feel it. You just kind of feel that that time period. When uh, when you see that, uh, and and yeah, just a, just a good old days of America, I, I I guess. Aside from the like the the, the racism racism and all that, uh, <laughs> all that bull crap. Like the fifties and sixties were actually like a really interesting time, from a historical perspective, looking at how much American culture had grown. Uh, you know, and the, and the drive-in movie theater was just, just as big of a part of that as yeah. as anything. It's kind of the age of uh, Americana really in a way. It was, oh, 100%. You know, it, it, driving movie theaters, I look at in the same regard as I do, like, the beginning of rock music, shopping malls. Uh, it, it just, it was just, it was these glory days in a in a strange, well, in a pop culture sense. Yeah. It's also when you had, like, those, you know what, the restaurant chain Sonic tries to be now, which is like a, you know, a drive-in restaurant type of yeah. thing. Yeah. But yeah. But used to be way That's more of those. That's true. Yeah. 100% true. McDonald's, like the rise of a lot of big, big, uh, you know, corporations that we just we just know today, like McDonald's, Burger King, those kind of all emerged around this time period. Uh, this was an age of things starting to become more convenient, and the drive-in movie theater did make things a little bit more convenient. You know, of course, it, it's a, it's, it was a great it was a great place for family, uh, family stuff, and I'm really excited at the even the sentiment. I don't know if it's going to happen, but the sentiment of Driving movie theaters becoming popular again. Yeah, I, I, I don't think this is just my personal opinion. I don't think movie theaters in general are going to be as huge as they ever were before, just because of the innovations we've made in home theater stuff. Um, yeah. So I think that's going to be the number one way to to watch movies, even before the COVID hit. Uh, it was already kind of heading that way, uh, you know. Like Netflix was was getting first run movies, that type of deal. So, I think that's going to continue. Uh, you know, especially right now. Like for example, 
on that HBO Max, like I was mentioning, I'm going to be watching that new Scooby Doo movie because it, oh, yeah. it's already on there. So, yeah, uh, I think that's going to continue. However, I do think, just like the arcade, I do think the drive-in movie theater will have a bit of a renaissance when it comes to like uh, nostalgia and stuff. Now, yeah. Obviously, it'll never be as huge as it used to be, but I do truly feel that it'll make a bit of a comeback when it comes to that. Like, it'll be a place where, like, hey, I want to go here, and it could be like an event type of thing for you. Uh, you know, right, kind of right. So I do think it's still going to be that at some point. It's already kind of hidden there, I feel. I mean, you were saying that big football stadiums are kind of doing that, and that's that's really cool. So, and I'm also with you that I don't foresee, I mean, I, I would love to be wrong, but I also don't foresee them building any new ones. Uh, it just, I mean, just being, you know, honest about it, it just costs a lot to be able to run a movie now. And that's why your movie theater Especially the, so, the amount of property, it, yeah. like the property and stuff. Property is very expensive, and that's why a lot of them just said, screw it, build a shopping mall over it, here you go. Uh yeah, it's like property is just very, very expensive. It's hard to expand or, or buy buy new stuff. So, yeah, yeah, and you know, it's just and even just to run up like even the movie projectors now that you need to run how movies are 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 made now or is expensive. So you have to charge more just from that. Most of your movie theaters don't actually make that much money from the actual movies they show. No, that's why the uh, you know the uh, you know, your popcorn and stuff is so expensive because that's the only way they really make money. Uh, Water's five dollars. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think that would continue, and also think it's going to be the death knell. What well, that's probably going. That's being very dramatic, but the death knell of just going out to a movie in general is just the cost, and uh, and I think it's understandable. I mean, it's it's just so much cheaper just to stay home and uh, rent a movie, you know. And it's way oh, way more convenient. Convenience, while I absolutely love it, but it's also Convenience is also the path to uh, staying home. <laughs> uh, yes. And not going yes. out at all. Uh, I'm all about that ideal. Yeah. Um, but there you had it, have it, everybody. One of our little longer episodes, but I think it was a, definitely a great one. Lots of stuff to learn, talk about. Um, I had a lot of fun. Johnny, what can we expect from you for our next uh, our next episode of Retropop? I'm glad you asked, man. I was not prepared for this at all. I'm just kidding. Of course I knew this was coming. Uh, if... You were a child before, I'm going to go 2015, uh, I'm just throwing that number out there, I don't exactly remember when they stopped, uh, you would wait every week, you couldn't wait till Saturday morning, and that's because you could wake up early, grab you a bowl of cereal, let's get some uh, honeycombs or some cinnamon toast crunch or whatever it is that floats your cereal boat, and sit down in front of the TV and watch some Saturday morning cartoons. That's what we're going to talk about, the Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, man, Matt, for me, this is going to be walking down nostalgia lane because that was my Saturdays when I was a kid. No, we there's loads to talk about in this. And, and, yeah, that was my favorite part of waking up. Now my favorite part of waking up, hoping that I don't hurt and or <laughs> checking my checking my island in uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Literally we, my, we, my, literally, my we literally have the same life. <laughs> That's what you're doing. <laughs> Where have you been all my life? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think I just found there my soul. everybody. Yes. <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> but there you have it, everybody. Another wonderful episode of Retro Pop. For you, we'll talk to you in two weeks for some Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, Thank you.
for uh, being with us as always and talk to you next time. shopping day. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Cashier. Hello, Mrs. Card Pusher. Hello. How are you doing today? Let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today. Let's see what. Um, let's see. Number one, we got a uh, Chris Hamsworth. Oh, that doesn't seem right. I don't. I don't think those they sell those here. Uh, must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.